Hi, this is Pastor Tom Barthel, serving at Rock of Ages in Payson, Arizona. Welcome to our Good Friday service. If you are joining our service by participating at home, you're welcome to go to rockofages-payson.com, and there you'll find the service folder. You're invited to join in the responses that are in boldface. We'll start with a song. We'll start with a hymn. My song is Love Unknown, led by Chris Dreisbach and the Rock of Ages children. The Gospel according to St. John, chapter 19. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers also twisted together a crown of thorns and placed it on his head. Then they threw a purple robe around him. They kept coming to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they kept hitting him in the face. Pilate went outside again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. So Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man! When the chief priest and guards saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! Pilate told them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jews answered, We have a law, and according to that law he ought to die, because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He went back inside the palace again and asked Jesus, Where do you come from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate asked him, Are you not talking to me? Don't you know that I have the authority to release you or to crucify you? 
Jesus answered, You'd have no authority over me at all if it had not been given to you from above. Therefore the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to release Jesus. But the Jews shouted, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside. He sat down on the judge's seat at a place called the Stone Pavement, or Gabbatha in Aramaic. It was about the sixth hour on the preparation day for the Passover. Pilate said to the Jews, Here is your king. They shouted, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? We have no king but Caesar, the chief priest answered. So then, Pilate handed Jesus over to them to be crucified. What do you do when you have a situation and something breaks? I've known a number of people who are self-taught repairmen. Maybe you know someone like that. While some of us can be totally helpless when our heat pump or furnace breaks, the self-taught repairman knows what to do. If there's a leaking faucet, the self-taught repairman doesn't call a plumber. He heads to the plumbing store and tackles the job himself. If you know someone like this, you probably call them first when your car breaks down. They'll know what's up. And if the self-taught repair guy fails, only then you call the expert. But there's one job which none of us could ever tackle. There is, in fact, no one who is able. Not even any experts. Isaiah writes about such a situation in chapter 59. The situation presented in Isaiah 59 is bleak. We don't have a broken car or a leaking faucet. We have a heart which is clogged and ruined with the blackness of our sin. It's a bleak picture when you read about the spiritual blindness of everyone and the evil which flows out of the human heart. Well, couldn't God help fix it? He's certainly able to restore us. We are his creation. But when we cry out to him, why should he listen? When he looks at mankind, he sees the selfish thoughts which flow from the heart. He sees the self-absorbed mind which fails to love our neighbor. Our guilt stains us and causes us to be a horrible sight and stench. Your guilt has separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden God's face from you so that he does not hear. When we try to call on him to restore us from the stench of death and sin back to holiness and life, he turns away in disgust from us and our sins. It's the dirtiest job imaginable, and we can offer him nothing in payment. It's a horrible thought to have need and have no one who is able to help. Imagine having a house on fire with no fire department to call. Imagine your car breaking down on the side of a deserted road thousands of miles from help with no phone signal to call for aid. Our spiritual situation is even worse. God, the only one who can rescue us from sin and death, is separated from us. He does not listen to sinners. That's a real problem for this world. The best of us should realize just how far we are in over our head when it comes to our eternal fate. Even the self-taught repair guy knows when he's in over his head. Even the most moral or spiritual person who's ever lived must recognize they are in over their head. We are by nature outside of God's kingdom, outside of his goodwill. 
facing the trouble of sin, the curse of death and hell. We all need God. We need the one man who can fix our fate. But God is not unaware of our helpless situation. The Lord looked and saw something evil. There was no justice. He saw that there was no one. He was appalled that there was no one who could intervene. So his own arm worked salvation for him. Fully aware of our helpless need, God stepped into history. Fully aware that we could not do anything, his own arm worked out the plan of salvation. Jesus, the Son of God, came as the only man who could restore us. This was prophesied and promised. A Redeemer will come. To restore us, he faced our fate. On the cross, the Son of God, Jesus, bore all the ugly guilt of our sin. As a consequence, the Father turned away from him. Jesus called out, Why have you forsaken me? He knew the separation was because he bore our sins. He faced the curse, the death, and the punishment of hell for our sins. And he did more than the expert repairman. He took everything that was wrong with us away and gave us his own holiness. Your righteousness is ruined. Take mine. And he doesn't just fix the problem of death and hell. He has promised new bodies and eternal life in his kingdom. And he did it despite the fact we could never repay him. In fact, he says he does it all as a free gift for all. Only God could intervene. And so God did. The separation has ended. At his death, the, the dividing curtain in the temple tore in two. His face is no longer hidden. And the carpenter, who displayed his arm on the cross, displayed the one thing that we needed from our God. Intervention to save. From Isaiah chapter 59. The Lord's arm is not too short to save, and his ear too deaf to hear. No, it is your guilt that has separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden God's face from you, so that he does not hear. The Lord looked and saw something evil. There was no justice. He saw that there was no one. He was appalled that there was no one who could intervene. So his own arm worked salvation for him. A Redeemer will come for Zion and those in Jacob who turn from rebellion. This is the Declaration of the Lord. You're invited to join in singing the hymn Stricken, Smitten, and Afflicted. It's led by Branches Band and sung by the children at Rock of Ages. Stricken, smitten, and afflicted, seeing, dying on the tree. Tis the Christ by man rejected, yes, my soul, tis he. Is the long-expected prophet, David's son, yet David's Lord. Proofs I see, so flashed in David, tis the true and faithful
The seven words from the cross. The first word, from Luke 23. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. We'll sing the next two stanzas of Stricken, Smitten, and Afflicted. Think good and but lightly, nor suppose the evil great. Here you see its nature rightly, here its guilt may estimate. The second word, Luke chapter 23. One of the criminals hung there was blaspheming him, saying, Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, since you are under the same condemnation? We are punished justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for what we have done. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said to him, Amen, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. We'll join in singing the hymn, O Sacred Head Now Wounded, led by Chris Dreisbach and also the children at Rock of Ages. Sacred head of glory, now 
The third word from John chapter 19. Jesus' mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene were standing near the cross. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that time, this disciple took her into his home. We'll sing the next two stanzas of O Sacred Head Now Wounded. The fourth word, Mark chapter 15. When it was the sixth hour, that is noon, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour, 3 p.m. At the ninth hour, Jesus shouted with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?
you're invited to join in singing Save Us and Restore Us, a hymn based on Psalm 80 by Branches Band and led by the Branches Band. Oh, shepherd of Israel, awaken your might. You sit among the cherubim, shine forth your light. You lead Joseph like a flock with power divine. Come to save us and restore us, cause your face to shine. Save us and restore us, cause your face to shine. How long will your anger burn against our prayers? You have fed us with and made us drink a river's worth of tears. Our enemies laugh at us, our neighbors deride. Come to save us and restore us, cause your face to shine. Come to save us and restore us, cause your face to shine. O Lord, the vine you planted with your own hand, had branches reaching to the sea and filling the land. Now cut down, burned, and ravaged is your sacred mind. Come to save us and restore us, cause your face to shine. Come to save us and restore us, cause your face to shine. Lord, let your hand be on the man of your right hand. You have raised up for yourself the Son of Man. Revive us and we will call on your name divine. Come to save us and restore us, cause your face to shine. Come to save us and restore us, cause your face to shine. The fifth word, John 19. Knowing that everything had now been finished, and to fulfill scripture, Jesus said, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine was sitting there. So they put a sponge soaked in sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. While the offering's being collected, you're invited to meditate on the words of the song by Chris Dreisbach, written by Jane Nitz. What were you thinking? What were you thinking as your trust was betrayed? They're tying my hands while my friends run away. Armies of angels would have answered your call, and you didn't struggle at all. What were you thinking when they spit in your face? I'll get even with them and the whole human race. They crowned you with thorns, though you were more than a king. And you didn't 
say anything What were you thinking a person could ask Were you out of your mind to agree What were you thinking to stand in between an angry father and me What were you thinking as you hung on the tree a curse on them all for laughing at me Of all of these things your thoughts were perfectly free and you purchased heaven for me What were you thinking a person could ask Were you out of your mind to agree What were you thinking to stand in between an angry father and me What were you thinking as you hung on the tree a curse on them all for laughing at me when armies of angels would have answered your call you didn't struggle at all you said just heaven for us all The Sixth Word John 19 When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. We'll sing the last two stanzas of the hymn, My Song is Love Unknown. Willingly, 
bears the shame, and by his name his foes are free. The seventh word, Luke chapter 23. Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Psalm 22, read by Phineas Barthel. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My groaning does nothing to save me. I am a worm and not a man, scorned by men and despised by the people. All who seek me and mock me, they snare, they shake their heads. They say, trust in the Lord, let the Lord deliver him. Let him rescue him, if you delight in him. But you are the one who brought me out of the belly. You made me trust when I at last was at my mother's breast. I was cast on from you from the womb. From the belly of my mother, you have been my God. Enemies open their mouths wide against me, like a lion that tears its prey and roars. I am like water, I am poured out. All my bones are pulled apart. My heart has become like wax. It is melted in the middle of my chest. My strength is dried up like broken pottery. My tongue is struck to the roof of my mouth. You lay in me like the dust of death. A band of evil men has encircled me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count on all my bones. They stare and glow all over me. They divide my garments among them. For my clothing they cast lots, but you, O Lord, do not be distinct. O my strength, come quickly to help me. You who fear the Lord, praise him, for he has not despised or distressed the affliction or the afflicted. He has not hidden his face from him, but when he cried out to them, he heard, The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. He may live in your hearts forever. All the ends of the earth, remember to turn to the Lord. All the families of the nations will bow down before you. All who go down to dust will kneel before him. Those who cannot keep themselves alive. For generations, people will be told about the Lord. They will come and proclaim his righteousness to a, to a people yet to be born because he has done it.
God, most holy, look with mercy on this your family, for whom our Lord Jesus Christ was willing to be betrayed, to be given over into the hands of the wicked, and to suffer death upon the cross. Keep us always faithful to him, our only Savior, who now lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord our God be with us, just as he was with our fathers. May he never leave us or abandon us. May he turn our hearts to him, to walk in all his ways. Amen. Isaiah 53 He was despised and rejected by men, and we thought nothing of him. Surely he was taking up our weaknesses, and he was carrying our sufferings. It was because of our rebellion that he was pierced. He was crushed for the guilt our sins deserved. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all have gone astray like sheep. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has charged all our guilt to him. Like a lamb he was led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that is silent in front of its shearers, he did not open his mouth. So he was cut off from the land of the living. He was struck because of the rebellion of my people. They would have assigned him a grave with the wicked, but he was given a grave with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, and no deceit was in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him, and to allow him to suffer. The Lord's gracious plan will succeed in his hand. After his soul experiences anguish, he will see the light of life. Through their knowledge of him, my servant will justify the many for he himself carried their guilt, because he poured out his life to death. We recall how the Lord was placed in the tomb to rest on the Sabbath in his death, until he rose on the morning of the third day. His work of our redemption was completed. You're invited to join us once again on Easter Sunday at 9 a.m. Each service folder and the audio for the service can be found at rockofages-payson.com. God bless your rest. Until Easter and the joy of celebrating the resurrected and victorious Lord.